Welcome to the Four Bananas Podcast, a casual podcast by Asian Australians. Sit back and relax as we peel back on today's topic. So welcome back everyone to Four Bananas Podcast. Uh, I think it's been a while since we've released that episode. We've been busy planning the episodes for the rest of the season. But for today's episode, uh, after exploring Korean culture, and I'm assuming everyone's experts in Korean culture now, uh, today we're going to explore something different. So we're going to explore Vietnamese culture and what it's like growing up in Australia. But if listeners, for listeners uh, listening to our podcast, you all know that me, Jeff, and Dom are definitely not Vietnamese. So 100% we're not experts um, at all. But what we did do is we brought our good friend Ken today uh, onto our podcast, who's Viet Australian, to speak about his experience growing up here in Australia. So welcome, Ken, and thanks for being on today's episode. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> welcome, thanks, Ken. <laughs> Welcome, Ken. Um, so, yeah, I guess, like, first off, how do you actually say hi and welcome in Viet, to be honest? Um, so, you would say xin chào is welcome, and taka is everyone, so I say xin chào taka. Xin chào? Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> you oh. say it in such a Chinese kind of way, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it, it actually sounds kind of like Chinese, because, like, especially the last one, like, in Chinese, it's kind of like, it's it's... Like when when you say like everyone, it's like daiga. Oh yeah, yeah, daiga. Oh, okay, yeah. So v- very similar, very similar. Going off from this, like, do you actually speak a lot of Vietnamese at home? Um, yeah, I do. I I don't know if I would say a lot. I think um, yeah, I do speak Vietnamese to my parents, but not as much as I feel like I could have been. There was a time when like I didn't speak Vietnamese and just spoke English to them directly. Um, but I think mm-hmm. that's something that like. Over time, you realize that, oh, I should really be trying to practice my, like, Vietnamese, like, mm. with my parents and everything. Did you have to tell your parents? Because I swear, like, I tell my parents, oh, you know, I want to practice more Mandarin. Like, he speak only Mandarin to me. But they just forget and they just end up speaking, like, broken Mandarin English to me. Like, and then I'm like, guys, it's not helping. <laughs> yeah, essentially. I think my dad just speaks English straight up to me, whereas my <laughs> mom speaks Vietnamese <laughs> to me still. It's just been a mix. So, yeah, when I talk to both of them, it's like, I'm like sucking between of like English and Vietnamese. W- would you be able to watch like Vietnamese TV and all those, all those sorts of things? Like, is there Vietnamese TV? Yes. Uh, yeah, there is Vietnamese TV. My parents love watching like Vietnamese shows. I think, yeah, they find it on YouTube and they just watch it like all day. It's like dating shows or like singing oh. shows and stuff like that. And yeah. I can't understand I it, but like there's sometimes there's this term and slang that like I don't ha- like I have no idea like what it means. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see. Like, is is there like one like very defining like Vietnamese show that practically all Vietnamese Vietnamese people watch in general? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a like it's not a TV show, but it's like a performance um, show called Paris by Night. It's like Paris by Night is like the the most iconic Vietnamese like dance music comedy show like of all times like the biggest entertainment company that's like that mm. like, everyone like every vietnamese person around the world watches it essentially oh. you would say that if i went to any vietnamese person and i talked about this they would know 100%. yeah 100 percent guaranteed oh, yeah. <laughs> i did not know okay. they I'm are not gonna vietnamese. Try later today yeah like 100 <laughs> percent. i will like bet you on that one that yeah okay <laughs> all right i meet up with one of my vietnamese friends later she's like like not very vietnamese um 
but we'll see. <laughs> I'll ask yeah, if she doesn't know, you take a Vietnamese card away. Very big talk. I guess it's like our t- TVB equivalent to like Cantonese people. Yeah, probably. Like, you, you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, it's kind of like that. So, so like, I guess, why would you say there's so many Vietnamese people in Australia, like, or even around the world, right? Like, do, do you know the specific reason? Um, yeah. So it's pretty much because of the Vietnam War. So essentially, like, boat, like Vietnamese boat people, essentially trying to like escape the war mm-hmm. and like find a better place to live, um, because mm-hmm. of like everything that's been happening. Pretty much the reason why there's so much Vietnamese people is because they kind of escape and try to find like a better life elsewhere, and that's kind of like where everyone kind of spread. In terms of like my parents, they were yeah, they were boat people, and Prince Jack escaped on a boat trying to like just find somewhere safe to mm-hmm. to live essentially and just avoid all the wars because you know there's um avoid like all the um yep. the violence and everything and stuff like mm. that yeah um so 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 I guess they came to Australia no actually um my my mother on her like trip like so it's so surreal to like talk about like how this war and everything like that it's just like so crazy but yeah essentially um she got rescued by like these japanese um navy ships um wow. oh yeah okay. wow. very cool um so they came and they pretty much like took everyone on like the boat pretty much everyone on that small boat um back to japan and essentially mm-hmm. that's where she spent a lot of her like childhood there essentially well she was like i think towards her teenage years by that point um yeah so like it was like my grandparents and uncles and aunties were also there and yeah they all got um taken in and like lived in japan essentially for that time oh, wow. um it wasn't until like my mother like was into her 20s that she moved mm-hmm. to australia oh okay so so does, does your mum know like fluent japanese and like yeah all, so she, all the etiquettes and everything yeah so she's she knows all the etiquette and like she speaks japanese very fluently wow. as well can, can you speak japanese ken no, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you speak Vietnamese. Yeah. That's I think that's the that's the, yeah. that's the main point. <laughs> but yeah, I guess when I was younger and like Japanese was so much more trendier than Vietnamese, so like I was like, mom, like why could you not just teach me Japanese instead? Like all my friends would think I'm so cool like, to speak Japanese. You, you, you can watch anime so without subs. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> yeah, is the majority of your family in Japan or Australia then? Um, yeah, so the majority, like, 90% of, like, all my family's in Japan currently. Mm. So, so do you communicate with your cousins in, like, Vietnamese or English or Japanese? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. So, essentially, <laughs> my, my cousins um, were pretty much all born in Japan, right? So, they just lived, mm-hmm. like, you know, the Japanese life and... Mm. Uh, so they pretty much predominantly speak Japanese and like some bits of English and so Vietnamese is like the last thing they learn um, mm-hmm. surprisingly which is kind of odd um, considering like oh well, actually that kind of makes makes sense actually but um, yeah so <laughs> when I speak to them um, yeah it's like I try to communicate essentially like English in, is like the main thing that we both like is like the middle ground in a way of like what we know but essentially, like, they also have to understand a bit of Vietnamese to, like, mm-hmm. communicate with, like, me and, my, like, my family. Because, like, usually, like, obviously, like, everyone's kind of Vietnamese. So Vietnamese is, like, the biggest language within family gatherings and stuff like mm. that. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's hard to talk to my cousins sometimes because we do have to, like, mix it up with, like, English and Japanese. It's, like, three languages <laughs> going all at once. 
um, to communicate. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, so, so. So, so, what, so, what's your go-to kind of for Japanese? That like, like, is there something that you generally say if you don't understand or something? So you like, would you would you be able to like record? <laughs> it? Or it's just like no, <laughs> you just shake your head. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just say like "wakirimasen" or something like that, or I, I'll say like random like I just say like I don't know like the basic words of like like music food really like I'm hungry I guess yeah also curious I guess they're more culturally Japanese than they are yeah. Vietnamese kind of like how you're more Australian yeah. than you are Vietnamese yeah in a way yeah growing up are there like expectations of you of from from you guys is it same as your Japanese cousins as to you I feel like my my Japanese cousins don't I feel like they don't have the pressure as much to maintain like the Vietnamese culture mm. as opposed to like mm. it might just be my mother but my mother really like doesn't want me to like um not lose like the Vietnamese side of me essentially um and like she really does want me to like speak as much Vietnamese as possible and I think um my grandparents um yeah like they're like they're Vietnamese and they come to like they they live in Japan and everything like that but in a way they're still always like they don't speak Japanese um, or English. They just speak Vietnamese, essentially. But they live in Japan. Uh, um, so, oh, wow. yeah. I mean, I could imagine it's hard for, like, grandparents to, like, learn a whole other language. Mm. Like, So they do know, like, bits of Japanese to get by, like, to go grocery shopping. But, like, they just speak Vietnamese only. Um, mm, mm. But also, I do want to, like, learn Japanese as well. Because, like, my, my cousins now are, like, at the age where they're having, like, kids and stuff. Mm. And so they're having kids and there's, um, they're, like, so they're, like, my nephews now because I'm an uncle, you know? Uh, uh, and I want to be able to talk to them, but they only speak, like, Japanese now. <laughs> like, there's no more Vietnamese. It's, like, kind of gone. Oh, so yeah. I was like, oh, crap. I, so, like, oh, I'm going to have a bunch okay. of nephews that only speak Japanese. Oh, my God. Um, oh. Dude, they're, yeah, they're so. second-gen <laughs> Japanese. Yeah. yeah. You always end up losing, like, a bit more of the language culture is like each generation kind of goes yeah on. yeah that's what i'm worried about so mm. yeah i guess like one question i did have was like like what's the what's the overall um expectations in terms of like ideal occupations in vietnamese culture because i know like in asian culture in general people are like oh you gotta be an engineer you gotta be a doctor you gotta be a lawyer <laughs> is that the same for like like vietnamese people like, i mean I, I understand that they're asian but like, I, i'm assuming that would be a bit different yeah doctor 100 <laughs> percent only doctor. <laughs> only doctor. doctor nothing else no i mean oh. i mean it's like yeah like i think like lawyers and stuff um <laughs> are res- like respected too um <laughs> yeah I don't Maybe know. The health okay. profession, I feel. Yeah, I, like I, health I know there's a lot of like yeah. profession. Yeah. Like I know some of my Vietnamese friends, they opened up like their own physio clinics and um, they're quite into health science and stuff. I, I feel like it's a, it's a way to like kind of be a doctor without the, the hardship of being <laughs> going to medical school. <laughs> you know? Uh, like, you know, I have a, a lot of my girlfriend's friends are, are Viet and a lot of them are nurses, actually. A lot of them are in the health profession, mm. 100%. It's like nurses, pharmacy, you know, th- oh, those sorts of areas. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty yeah, the health profession I think is like pretty respected. Uh, being like being Vietnamese, like that is kind of the expectation to go to, like to like study and like be education, like academically like smart. I remember like I couldn't find like what the Vietnamese translation for engineer was, because um, like I think I had a lot of Vietnamese people asking like, "What do you do?" And I was like trying to explain in Vietnamese. I'm like, I don't <laughs> even know how to explain it because I feel like. 
I think there is a term, but I totally forgot it. But like, it's right. so hard because they just assume like I'm like some kind of mechanic or something. Oh, that, yeah. Like they don't know, <laughs> or like oh, an electrician. Like that's like the closest yeah. thing I could explain to them. Had the same dream. I'm assuming like back 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 in primary school or something. It's like oh oh yeah yeah oh yeah. I gotta tell you the story of like um yeah. So like I think it was like you one or something like that. Like in primary school where. We all had to do a public speak, uh, like public speaking, um, like performance kind of thing. I guess, yeah. And the the topic was like your your dream career or your dream goal. And so, like, we were predominantly like Vietnamese, um, and like obviously like Chinese and Cambodian stuff like that as well. Mm. But like, pretty much like ninety percent of the students all said doctor, <laughs> and it's crazy <laughs> that like you're just like you can imagine we're just like like six years old or something yeah. like that, and like every kid said doctor. You oh know. my god, the influence. <laughs> and and how Yeah, the influence is so strong already at that yeah. age. And how many came out to be actual doctors? None. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't just think I don't know, probably like maybe like one. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Goals okay, change. That's, that's like pretty that. good, I guess. I mean it's not easy just saying you want to be a doctor and Yeah. I remember like I my mom knew that like every single kid was going to say doctor too and mm-hmm. so she i was like i when i was young i was like i don't know what to say kind of thing like she's like anything just be different you know what i mean just be oh. different because like you're not gonna you're not gonna be like um yeah no one's gonna notice you if you're just gonna say doctor it's like it's the same speech like every kid so so she's like just pick anything so i was like i'm gonna be a basketball player like an nba <laughs> player cool we're just like totally un realistic though <laughs> actually i don't know i don't know if i had better chance of being a doctor no i mean same as doctor unrealistic no, i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah unrealistic yeah <laughs> i see i see so so i would assume that uh, the parents were pretty like you know pretty strict on the kids if like all the kids kept on saying doctors and stuff like they, they were like pretty you know out there with the idea ideas and making sure the kids followed it right like so were parents pretty strict overall would you say Vietnamese parents are strict? Yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, Vietnamese people, Vietnamese parents um, are generally pretty strict when it comes to like um, mm-hmm. academics and, you know, getting your marks up and always like trying to feel like, oh, my kid is ahead of the grade and stuff like that. Oh. You know what I mean? Like like the comparing, um, right? Yeah, the comparing and always want wanting their kid to be seen as like smart. Um, and that's why like tutor- tutoring is so like popular as well. Like, um like kids are getting private tutoring at like such a young age like already like year one year two they're already getting tutoring and stuff like that to get ahead like i think like vietnamese parents always like ask like try to push their kid to like be ahead like oh they're learning at like fourth grade or fifth grade level when they're in year two or something like that you know what i mean yeah it's just like the pressure is always there to um this to study and be highly educated which I kind of get where it comes from because, like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of, like, Vietnamese parents do work in, like, either, like, you know, restaurants or trades and stuff like that because they weren't able to, like, ha- go have the opportunity to, like, have the full education and go to uni and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. they valued, like, going that route of, like, having a stable job um, through education, you know, through studying and stuff like that. And that's kind of, like, why the kids get pressured into doing that. Would would you say all this strict, like this strictness and pressure, led to actually more partying from Vietnamese people? <laughs> oh, 
in a way i think a bit of both i think again like the strictness does like um it comes like overall there is like lots of like like you know vietnamese like kids who end up like doing really well academically and like do go to uni and stuff like that like going to university and going that route but also at the same time there are like that side where like the strictness was so strict that like eventually like you just like get pushed out of it like a lot of one of like vietnamese friends just like kind of like screw what my parents say because this is like it's so unrealistic Mm. and so they just want to like party and drink and not be like book smart essentially and just find other avenues to like kind of go out and do their own thing yeah sounds like a full-blown rebellion it's like stuff all this studying i've had enough i'm a yeah just party go raves and have a bit of fun yeah yeah have fun because yeah 100 percent. i feel like yeah i think it does push the breaking point where like you can't just keep studying like so hard all the time anymore yeah i I guess like when you go to like that extreme level of strictness like you can only go one of two ways i guess like if you if you're the type of person who can cope with it then you actually become a doctor or something <laughs> or the other way yeah like, or you break and then like like you said you just you just start partying and i think it it also like it's almost like the peer pressure too when you have like other kids you know in high school too who yeah. are like going to parties and you know like yeah, wanting to yeah. go raves and stuff like that and like and then but you're like sitting down just studying every night and you're like why can't i just party <laughs> with friends you know um uh, so it's kind of like it is like kind of pulls you in as well and you just want to have fun mm-hmm. parents always like have a way of like not letting um like kids have fun like too much fun like having too much fun mm-hmm. is con- like is a um a way to tell kids to like start mucking around and just like get mm-hmm. back to studying or doing something like more productive and um yeah. there's a word yeah. for it right you said or, or what's that word like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Hamjoy. Hamjoy is... Um, <laughs> yeah. I would assume, like, this is the second thing that all Vietnamese kids growing up here would know, apart from Paris by Night. They would 100% know this, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, they've had a parent tell them, like, oh, like, like Hamjoy is like, oh, you're just too greedy to just keep playing all the time. Like, you got to stop mucking about, stop playing and, like, study or something, you know? Oh, my God. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So pretty interesting, Ken, because I remember your, you mentioned that your, your mom was like, oh, be different. Uh, mentioned that something during your um, your primary school when people were talking about what they wanted to be when they grew up and you were like, be a basketball player. It sounds like your, your, your mom, at least, is like pretty chill. I don't know. She seems like a bit different. But in general, like, were your parents pretty strict in comparison to your other Vietnamese friends? Um, yeah, I would still say like, in terms of like relative to like Vietnamese parents around, I say like my mother wasn't like as strict, but in in terms of general, I I feel like she's still like crazily like strict, um, yeah, like overly strict, um, mm-hmm. in terms of like like how to live my life and like whether um, mm-hmm. like whether I was allowed to like go out to sp- like specific places and mm-hmm. how much like studying I needed to do. Um, you know sure surely not anymore right um i i assume she kind of eased off maybe after high school or even during uni she was like oh you gotta make sure you get i don't know high distinction on everything <laughs> mm, yeah still still uh, in uni still a little bit but then eventually like i moved out and that was like the 
the best thing that ever happened uh. to me <laughs> was like <laughs> like moving out of like living with because I think just having my mom that's her being like a mom it's just like always telling me what to do and like um mm. whether like I need to study more and like oh I'm like playing video games like you should stop playing video games like you play too much even though I only play like maybe like once a week or whatever I think it's like slows down after like a lot of resistance from me and I say that nicely but like they definitely like were like mm-hmm. kind of like toxic moments yeah. where like I would actually like yeah. lash out and yep. like yeah it got it got to a lot of breaking points with like um my mom so but then I think over time I think she starts to understand and we start to understand each other like where we're both coming from so now like things are mm. a lot better now yeah yeah time time apart yeah, time apart really helps. Yeah. So, so would you say she's also strict in terms of like making sure that you know you you still kept your Vietnamese tradition, culture, those sorts of things? Because you did say even though she grew up in Japan, like she her roots to Vietnamese culture and stuff were pretty strong. Yeah. In general, so like like would you say that she's pretty strict on you, like one hundred percent celebrating those specific like festivals, days, eating those specific things? Like, w- w- would you say it like that? Yeah, I would say so. I would say she would want me to, like, yeah, eat specific Vietnamese foods and, um, like, go to, like, temples and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I think that's just tradition to, like, go to temples during, like, specific, like, holidays and stuff like that to um, mm. just be a part of, like, the traditions and to maintain mm. that um, Vietnamese yep. culture and not, not lose it yep. living in Australia. How, how, how Vietnamese do you think you are, actually, compared wow. to your, your, your parents? Oh, yeah, so, like... I think when you asked me to be on the podcast, I was like, man, am I, like, even, like, Vietnamese enough to be, like, almost, like, be, like, a consultant to, like, talk about the Vietnamese culture, you know? And, like, and I talked to my dad, and, because I was like, hey, dad, I'm going to be on a podcast to talk about, like, Vietnamese culture, and he was like, okay, you know, like, he was like, interesting, and I was like, like, am I, like, do I know, like, do I know enough to even, like, be talking about, like, being Vietnamese, you know, um... And he's like, well, you ha-, he told me, like, I have a unique experience of just being, like, Australian and Vietnamese, so that's something, like, unique. Um, mm-hmm. But he said, like, if he had to put, a, like, a number on, like, how Vietnamese I am, he put me at, like, a four. Um, Ouch. Yeah, I was like, damn, okay. Um, then, yeah, I asked him, like, so how, how Vietnamese are you then? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he was like, oh, he's about a seven. Um, I was like, damn, that's interesting, considering, like, I see You would have thought he's like, a ten. Oh, like at least, at least like, uh, mm. like a nine, like eight or nine, you know. Yeah. But um, mm. but I think he he does have some like things against like um, like being like a hundred percent Vietnamese. I think there's some things that he's mm. like as he's like yep. um he's learned um that like he doesn't really like about like Vietnamese culture. So like there are some things that he's learned over the time that he's like um I don't like these aspects of like of different like traditions or just the way like things are handled in like Vietnamese culture such as like um like respecting mm. like the elderly and stuff like that I think he's had like th- there comes a the point where like um in a lot of Vietnamese families I think like the older you are the more respect you have right uh-huh. and sometimes like they get the last word whenever when it comes to decision making and other things and you just have to kind of like blindly accept whatever they say because they're older um and I think he has a lot of resistance to that in his life so he's like i don't like the aspect of like um vietnamese families that like the oldest people just get to dictate what everyone else has Mm -hmm. to do and has to say 
Yeah, I I think that appears in a lot of Asian cultures, right? Like in terms of like making sure that you respect your elders, right? Mm. But yeah, like it's also like they're also what they mean yeah. by respect. There's, there's a hierarchy, like, you, you know. <laughs> like older people always have the final say, right? Despite it, it might not be the most logical at times. Um, yeah, yeah, but the there's always a hundred percent a hierarchy. Um, well, yeah, that's that's actually very interesting. Like, I think I think just this small snippet, like just talking with you, Ken, it seems like your 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 parents are definitely very different to the the Vietnamese general population. I would say, like in terms of like like in terms of strictness or like the way of thinking is definitely very very mm. different. Yeah, um, I definitely think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I definitely think they're like different, from, like a lot of other Vietnamese <laughs> parents that I see. Yep, yep. To be fair, I think yep. in terms of strictness, I feel like I got it like let off easy. I think compared to mm. oh, my, I have an older sister, yeah. and I feel like that was like <laughs> that, like the older sister always. I feel like the like the older sibling gets is like the the first trial run of being like parents. Like for mm-hmm. my and like like my parents yep. like went like I feel like they went ham on her in terms of like strictness and everything, and like <laughs> not letting her like do certain things or go out at all. Um, and if it was, it's like, who, who's going out with you? Who are these people? You know, like, what do they do? And like, what are their parents like, you know, before you can even like hang out with them and stuff like that. Like my parents had to like fully interrogate my sister, like all the time for anything. And yeah, she wasn't allowed to do anything like drink alcohol or like, she wasn't allowed to wear wear makeup or um, piercings and stuff like that. It was like, um, very strict. But, but, but also I feel like they're they're probably more protective over your sister because like she's female as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a bit of both that she's female and she yeah. was like the yeah. the first kid, you know what I mean? Whereas like mm-hmm. the second child is like is like um let off super easy and I was like, Yeah, I'm a <laughs> I'm a boy as well, so like they were a lot more relaxed with me. Oh um, my god. In comparison, yeah. Rich. And I felt like yep, yep. my sister had so much resentment over me because like I got to do so many things <laughs> that she never got to do. Oh no. You know what I mean? Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was like always that conversation that she always like bring up, like well, how come Ken gets to do this? But when I was like in this <laughs> scenario, like how come like you guys never like yeah, I legit like got to hang out with like oh friends God. and everything a lot more but- and like play a lot more. Uh, whereas like my sister had to fight so much just to have um, outings and stuff like that. I think what also didn't help is that like my mum, like whenever my sister would um, ask my parents like, oh, can I please go out with my friends to like mm. to the movies or somewhere. Um, it was such like a big ask already like for my sister to like ask for these things and then my mom would just be like okay sure you can go but you have to bring ken along as well <laughs> so oh, like so yeah so you're like you have to bring, bring your, brother, your brother like bring your bring your oh. brother along and yeah which is kind of funny so so you know all her friends now i guess yeah in a way yeah i knew a lot of her <laughs> friends because i got like yeah brought into all these outings and i feel like yeah. my sister hated the fact that i was there with like all her friends just like younger me just like yeah just you tagging just, like, along after you yeah so she's just looking after me all the time i don't know like if she has to if she went on a secret date right like you know hit it in the fact that oh you know she says oh i'm going out with friends but it's not friends it's actually a secret date holy crap I never it's thought of that, point. but you're right. There are times <laughs> where, like, she wanted to hang out with, like, particular, like, boys or whatever, but it's just, like, I got dragged along, too, so it's, like, me and my sister <laughs> and, yeah. her, like, and uh, her friend that was a boy, friend, which I'm yeah. pretty sure there was something going on, but I was, like, dragged in. <laughs> just, yeah, it happened a lot more than... Now that, like, you brought up, like, I never thought about, like, holy crap, it happened yeah, a lot, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
you, you, you legitimately served the purpose that your parents put you in that form. That's like exactly what they wanted. Yeah. I bet it was all part of like my parents' like master plan, you know, yeah. to like stop my sister from having a boyfriend in high school. It's like to have me there. Or, yeah, like, free all meal, free time. movie. Wow. <laughs> this- and you were just oblivious, you know, just enjoying the movie. You know, yeah, I was, free ice cream I was just happy to go out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was happy to just have like free food and just go out and like eat and, like, and like, hang out with like wow, all this the boy's people. Very I was like, oh, that's like cool, <laughs> you know. Little did I know, I was like just a pawn in this whole master plan. <laughs> so like, like back on topic, like I, I guess like growing up here in Australia, it's very different to I would say like people that grew up in Vietnam. Vietnam. So would you say there's any specific culture shock, maybe even like reverse culture shock when you went back to Vietnam or yeah, just in general? Hmm. Man. Um, so culture shock. Yeah. I guess like one thing is like, it's so instant, like it's so instant to feel like a foreigner <laughs> when I went to Vietnam, which is kind of like as expected. Cause I'm just like, I'm a level four vietnamese person (laughs) um uh but yeah whereas like it's interesting because like when living in australia right like you're immediately labeled as like someone who's like vietnamese you know what i mean or asian in particular Mm -hmm. and stuff like that whereas i feel like when i went to vietnam yeah like i was essentially like a foreigner and everything um Mm -hmm. and yeah i guess like visiting like old like like origins of like where my my family ca- came from and stuff like that in vietnam like all like the hometown stuff like that um mm-hmm. yeah i think there were like a lot so like the way of living was like so different how like people live their lives in vietnam was like so different than like what i was expecting mm-hmm. in terms of like yeah like mm-hmm. yeah. um how do i explain it i guess like like housing was like super different like I don't know if, like, it's the same, but, like, I think a lot of, like, Vietnamese parents talk about, like, bringing, like, their kids back to Vietnam and, like, seeing what the, like, what the life was like. Um, like, showering, like, you just, like, shower with, like, cold water and, like, a bucket, essentially. Um, um, and, like, I think, like, a lot of, like, families just, like, run, like, food businesses. Kind of like how you see in Cabramatta where it's, like, just, like, stores out front and stuff like that and you, like, order food. That's kind of, like, how, like, the life was like. <clears throat> where you just like walk around and it'll just be like a lot of families um just running like their food stores or whatever business they had on the side and yeah it's just like just the way of life was like so different than what i was expecting mm. yeah okay. not but sure that's like, the answer you're looking for but yeah that's essentially no, no, how no, no, i no, feel about that, it yeah, yeah no i mean that, that, that that's exactly the type of answer that um I'll, I'll be looking for in terms of like reverse culture shock for example right um so so you would say that like h- how did you actually stand out like a sore thumb you would say in in vietnam it's just like the way you dress like the way you speak vietnamese like is it, is it do you have an accent like is, is that the main reason like that you, you oh yeah like out? the accent is like very easy for any like local to mm. to know that mm. i'm not around mm. i think they could even pick up like that my mother wasn't like local you know what i mean oh wow which is super impressive <laughs> uh-huh. but it also kind of makes sense um mm. yeah so i'm like if my mom can be like essentially like detected and not like um yeah then like i have no chance yeah. to like even blend in <laughs> at that point yeah, um yeah, yeah. but yeah, even just like clothing and stuff like that um mm-hmm. So, so would you say that there's like at least from your understanding experience, would you say there's any differences of like 
seeing like Vietnamese people that came to Australia like very recently, you know, for work or whatever, um, how how they behave compared with you know Vietnamese people that are born here, right, in Australia or grew up here in Australia. Like like, do you see a very distinct difference between them? Um, yeah, I generally think that like the Vietnamese like as the Vietnamese like people that come over like fresh essentially as opposed to like being born in Australia I think like the differences are that like um I think they talk a lot more um they're like mm-hmm. more like they're more vocal and mm. they're not like um I don't know how to describe it I guess like they go out and like go for things and like like they find jobs and like they just try to like um, they're very proactive in like how they live their life mm. and just like go for things whereas I think like Aussie born um, Vietnamese kids are just like pretty like laid back more laid back <laughs> in general mm-hmm. yeah uh, okay. yeah okay that, that's that's interesting because I always thought like, I mean there's always been a stereotype that Asians are generally a lot more timid yeah right, and quiet but like it's interesting that you say like they're generally more vocal Right, yeah growing up from from vietnam and stuff yeah yeah i think i don't know i think it may have to, have to do with just the fact that like any vietnamese people that would travel all the way to australia right okay would yeah. have to be like people who are like very vocal about like like standing up for like the like the very righteous and it's like standing up for like what they believe in you know and like what the right thing for the world is and stuff like that they're just like very vocal and like ready, ready to fight for what they believe in essentially mm. So I think that maybe that's an aspect of like why um, it's easy to notice whenever someone is like um, mm-hmm. like born in Vietnam yeah. or actually just born in Australia kind of thing. Oh, okay. That okay. totally makes more sense. Like, I guess, yeah, the people who would leave the country to explore or to widen their perspectives are generally the, the people who would be more open to it anyway. Um, so it, it makes sense that they'd be less timid and the ones who are... I guess raised here are still um well depends on maybe which generation you are because if you still have uh, you know quote unquote like tiger parents and they're still embodying those values and making sure that you're somewhat just fo- still following the path and it gets a bit more timid so that's an interesting point i guess i like i, I think one question i do have is like would you be able to tell the difference between like chinese vietnamese and like full vietnamese vietnamese people no good question <laughs> Hmm. What are no, you, by the well, way? Guess, Maybe I, I, that I, would yeah, help. Yeah, me. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think I think first question. Like, I, I don't remember <laughs> if you're Chinese, Vietnamese, or Vietnamese, Vietnamese. I think you're Chinese, Vietnamese. You're getting right? cancelled. Oh, no, I'm, my horrible I'm, friend. No, I'm Vietnamese, Vietnamese. I'm. <laughs> oh, I'm a horrible friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're getting cancelled. No, um, both both my parents are Vietnamese. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think because I I've got one friend who's like Chinese Vietnamese. I'm trying to like find I don't know. Com- I'm, not, I'm like just mind comparing you two now. <laughs> yeah, I mean I have a lot of Chinese Vietnamese friends as well. So I'm 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 trying to think like what are the differences? Am I able to notice? Um, what hobby wise? I don't know or like because uh, I know you like you're into dance, right? Are your Chinese Vietnamese friends also into dance? Because mine isn't. Um. No, not into dance. I feel like... I mean, like, they enjoy, like, watching dance and dance crews and stuff like that, but, like, not actually, like, mm-hmm. dancing, dancing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just, like... It's so hard, because, like, I think growing up in, like, you know, like, 
Cabramatta or whatever, it's just like the the general vibe is to like hobbies is to go raves and party and yeah. do Oz tag or whatever, you know, yeah. like um, those kind of things. So it's hard to differentiate whether or not it's like they're Vietnamese or like Vietnamese Chinese, you know, because everyone yeah. just kind of like does uh, what like mm. kind of like what the group does yeah. essentially. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't yeah. think yeah, it just yeah. there probably not, isn't much distinction aside from like where you reside. Like my other Chinese Vietnamese friend, he lives in. He grew up in Epping, but he still loves going to rave. So I was like, mm, guess that's still there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I think it's yeah quite hard to tell the difference then, like because yeah, I, I, I wouldn't know at all. <laughs> I, I, like usually, what I do is I assume they're Vietnamese Chinese because like uh. like whenever I walk around camera and stuff, I'll be able to speak Cantonese. And they'll be like, oh, okay, you're speaking Cantonese. Like, you're, 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 you're that, okay. Like, you know, you're kind of local kind of thing. <laughs> right? Because a lot of the Vietnamese Chinese people generally speak Cantonese. Mm. Right? Um, and, yeah, a lot, a lot actually speak okay. Cantonese. I don't yeah. think any speak Mandarin, right? Ken? Yeah, I think it's mostly Cantonese. Yeah. It's the same with my yeah. friend. Yeah. He speaks Cantonese. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... A lot of talking today about all this culture shock, your strict parents, those sorts of things. So one final question for you, Ken, before we end the episode. Yeah. I would say, what's a part of Vietnamese culture that you would want to 100% preserve for future generations? No right or wrong answers. Just mm. what, what you, would you like? Hmm. The part of Vietnamese culture that I want to preserve. Uh, I think one thing that I really appreciate about Vietnamese culture is like their love for for music and dance and like yeah I think I used to think Paris by Night was super lame but like <laughs> I actually get it like I understand now that like keeping like all the dance and all the singing and yeah all that aspect of Vietnamese culture is important um, for future generations to like understand this because there's a lot of storytelling that's involved in these um, like shows as well and like talking about mm. like the, the Vietnamese experience about like you know like being with family in war and everything like that um, it's really important you know um, so that's something that I would want to see in the future generations to like to preserve you know um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I guess also um, yeah I guess I just want like the language and everything to not be lost especially like in mm. like Mm-hmm. in the next generation like like my future kids you know and like i mm-hmm. i would want them to be able to speak like vietnamese as well um mm-hmm. yeah so that's kind of like well, the aspects of mm-hmm. vietnamese culture that yep. i want to preserve oh, okay but what, what about reading vietnamese like, like would you would you do your parents know how to read it actually yeah they know how to read it as well mm-hmm. um so i would assume that's that's what you expect or hopefully your kids know how to do it as well right yeah i I'm trying to read Vietnamese as well, but that's hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think I need to do my part, which is like to yeah. be like fluent as well, yep. and then like yep. have yep. that translate over for yep. next generations. Be that overall role model. Yeah, I need to be that role model <laughs> as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. Well, super interesting episode. Learning all about practically your life here in Australia and your your family. You know, the overall Vietnamese culture. People enjoying raves all those sorts of things thanks for coming on Ken we definitely learned thanks, a lot thanks Ken mm-hmm. thank you thank you for having me it was fun <laughs> and dude honestly, you had a good time don't worry because it's the four bananas podcast not the um, 
you know, ex- expert Vietnamese Australian <laughs> <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I think you're in the clear. <laughs> okay, then. Well, um, for all the listeners, hope everyone enjoyed today's episode. Um, and don't forget to subscribe to us on your preferred podcast streaming platform and all the other social media platforms that we're on. Uh, until then, stay banana and thanks a bunch. Bye. Bye.